0: Welcome back to Mastering Meatail, a podcast brought to you by Flywheel Digital, covering everything you need to know in the world of e-commerce. This episode is our last episode in our APAC Masterclass season, covering none other than e-commerce in Japan, which might actually be the most familiar for most of our audience. My name is Emma Irwin, and I am a Senior Editor and Specialist at Flywheel. In this episode, we're going to cover consumer behavior differences in Japan versus China in the West, key players in the Japanese e-commerce market, and of course, our retail foundations. Let's meet our guest for this episode.
1: My name is Tomoyuki Maeda. I'm a Japan market representative for Flywheel. Flywheel has been in Japan since 2018.
0: Very nice. This is the first time, I think this is the first time that it's been mentioned that Flywheel has a Japanese presence, and we have an office in Tokyo and everything, which is really cool.
1: Yes, yes. It's been an amazing journey to launch Flywheel in Japanese market.
0: And then I'm curious, what did you do before you worked at Flywheel?
1: Prior to working at the Flywheel, I was uh, working at a startup. We help international brands and local agency with uh, technology.
0: That's awesome. All right. A question we ask everyone for Mastering tail is what the last thing they purchased on Amazon is.
1: Last thing I purchased at Amazon is uh, the food for my cat. So it comes with the uh, packaging. It's a huge science, the healthy cat food, which uh, my cat really likes.
0: One last question before we get deeper into topics is we asked this Another one that we asked to everyone, but I'm going to ask it now and we'll come back to it at the end for you to answer at the end of the episode, but something that is on your digital wish list. So I'll have you think about it. And what that means is just something that you've added to your cart, but you just won't actually purchase. And then we'll come back to it at the end, if that sounds good. Sounds good. In the season, which you should listen to all the way through, We've learned about differences in consumer behavior, such as China versus the West, Southeast Asia versus the West, Southeast Asia versus China. You get the gist. So, of course, I had to ask Tomo about how Japanese consumers fit into this picture and what they expect out of their shopping experiences.
1: Yeah, I think there are a lot of differences in similarity and also differences. Japanese consumers generally quite, de- I think, uh, uh, demanding and. Uh, also, because of the size of the country, product tend to be compact. So there's a lot of demand to compact and uh, nicely packaged. And also, the service is also requested, consumer point of view. There's also seasonality in the market. So, And I think many people like uh, some cute design or compact pop design, uh, that type of thing in Japanese market. I know that the Western market more conscious on sustainability, and uh, that influences also I think also inspires Japanese consumers as well. So somehow I think interrelated. Also Chinese market, I think Chinese consumers uh, from my personal perspective, uh, Chinese consumer like the own brand Chinese brand as well as. Uh, like to try new international brand, like uh, Japanese. They like Japanese brand. They enjoy some other international brands. And uh, uh, many Chinese brands are becoming more innovative, becoming more scalable. So it's great that uh, also Chinese brands are becoming more prominent in the market.
0: We've also learned about the prominence of e-commerce across the region. So I asked Tomo about just how big of a role e-commerce plays in everyday life in Japan.
1: I think the e-commerce is becoming bigger and bigger and uh, becoming more so important. People prefer to more frictionless transaction. So country has been very cash-oriented country, but now it's becoming more cashless transaction has become more popular, mobile transaction and uh, e-commerce. A lot less people use desktop in Japanese market compared with the uh, U.S. More mobile, which might be more similar to Chinese market.
0: Interesting. Who are the big e-commerce players in Japan?
1: So obviously Amazon is uh, one of the key players and uh, Lactam is uh, also... Amazon's competitor, also Yahoo Japan and Line Corporation, they are quite big in Japanese market. So these three companies are quite big players.
0: Why do you think that Amazon has succeeded in Japan, but not necessarily China? And then I know Amazon exists in some of the Southeast Asian countries, but it's not as big as, say, Lazada or Shopee. But why has it done so well in Japan?
1: yeah that's a really good question but i think amazon has been here more than 20 years and uh, now become a well established i think uh, when i meet with people at amazon they are really balanced between u.s company and also adapting local culture trying to localize their service for japanese market and uh, bring uh, local employee and service and processes. They are really tailored for local operation. So I think uh, that has been very successful.
0: I see. So you gave me three of those top e-commerce players. And can you tell me about how they kind of differ from each other? Would you buy certain products on Amazon versus Rakuten
1: or? Yes. The way the setup is uh, quite different, but uh, Lactan is uh, really helping many sellers to be able to transact to local product, and uh, it's good to good way to find uh, uh, many different vendors. Yahoo is uh, part of the Softbank, and they also integration with uh, mobile payment apps, and uh, there's lots of uh, points and. Uh, motivation for consumer to try to purchase product during sales period. That experience is uh, quite unique. And uh, Amazon is uh, very similar to US. It's very efficient and delivers the product, easy to find the product that uh, you need. So it's all quite different, uh, I think, the way they sell product. But uh, yeah all the platform have a uniqueness
0: interesting i've done some searching around on amazon.jp and if you put it in english it basically is exactly the same as amazon us which is it's nice and then i know i'm assuming if you flip it over to japanese everything still is the same and so it's cool to kind of know that even though we're sitting on different sides of the world that experience of shopping is exactly the same
1: Yes, yes. You can instinctively find the product and uh, help localize the language.
0: Now that you have an understanding of some basic consumer preferences and the presence of e-commerce in Japan, let's get into the foundations of retail those media and retail elements that are critical for brands to understand. So we've got a pretty solid understanding of the different ad types that exist within Amazon's platform in the West, such as sponsored products, sponsored brand videos, Sponsored display, DSP, and beyond. But are all of those ad types present within the Amazon Japan UI and are they utilized by most brands?
1: Yes, we do have a of course sponsored product, sponsor brand, sponsor display, and sponsor video, all kind of other needs similar available in this market. We do have a DSP and MCs are also available to help uncover the insights that uh, we couldn't uh, capture from just MS or DSP. Brand uh, always excited about try new campaign type. So the strength of Amazon is uh, having fast party data and uh, that capture clients more adaption to new campaign types or new approach with uh, Upper
0: Is there anything that media on the Amazon Japan side has in Japan that doesn't exist in the U.S.
1: For in terms of uh, type of campaign for media uh, advertising specific, I think uh, I think it's uh, pretty consistent and aligned with uh, U.S. capability. Just like some di- time gap or uh, capability comes after the U.S. market release.
0: Would you say that the brands that you're working with really understand how media works on Amazon, or are you doing a lot of like education in terms of how these different ads work?
1: Yeah, it uh, really depends on clients, and uh, we are uh, enjoying to to collaborate and share the running uh, many. We discover some clients uh, also coming from formerly work at uh, Amazon and uh, also share uh, and to create unique uh, synergies. We, we also enjoy bringing some of best practices coming from other markets uh, th- such as the U.S. And uh, our clients uh, get to first to adapt as an early adapter and uh, try to create new case works.
0: And you get to work pretty closely with Amazon, right? I think that's really cool, where you have a nice partnership with Amazon and just trying to help everyone succeed.
1: Yes, yes. We are incredibly collaborative with uh, Amazon and uh, clients, and, uh, and we also work uh, regionally, as well as uh, globally across team, which uh, helps our clients the, across the team, we have a uh, more transparency and uh, alignment and the shared runnings, which we really enjoy working with uh, our clients.
0: Speaking of working with Amazon, you'd be thrilled to know that we're working on an entire season of Mastering Meetail for our clients and colleagues in Japan, in Japanese. But why?
1: Yeah, we like to help uh, Japanese brand and also international brands who are involved in this market to help them understand and uh, guide healthy way. We like to build a good uh, ecosystem in this market, so it will help what are the, some of the global or worldwide practices, and we can share that. That will be helpful for uh, people who are involved with Amazon.
0: So be on the lookout for that coming soon. And don't worry if you don't speak Japanese, I don't. We'll keep you in the loop if any secrets are uncovered. Okay, back to media. Do Japanese consumers respond well to the advertisements they're seeing and the different campaigns that they see? Sometimes I think like in the US, people have kind of, I've learned that the sponsored product is a good thing. And when you see it, maybe it is actually recommending something to you that you wouldn't have found. Otherwise, but would you say Japanese consumers are at all skeptical of seeing something like a sponsored product or a sponsored brand video, or are they just fully embrace it?
1: That's a very interesting question. I think uh, Japanese uh, consumers embracing ads format, and uh, when they see, they're very conscious about uh, what they see, and uh, if they are not too uh, so interested in with the product. Uh, They want to find the right uh, product. But uh, I think Amazon has a great uh, recommendation and customer experience for term of uh, ads. So much with the customer's interest. So you still have a good uh, experience.
0: And now let's move on to retail. I'm going to ask you, I know that media is your specialty, but I'm going to ask you, a retail-ish related question. I'm wondering, you know, in the U.S., Amazon is primarily first-party vendors selling, and then there are third-party sellers. And what I've learned in talking to our colleagues in China is that on the Chinese marketplaces, it's primarily third-party sellers, and there's a much smaller kind of amount of 1P activity. What does Amazon Japan look like in that regard?
1: There are a lot of third-party sellers, also the vendors as well. But uh, many cross-border sellers also shipping product from their own country to this market, which is, uh, I think, one of the strengths of Amazon as well. You can deliver the product through Amazon. uh, Before, you have to import product and uh, deliver through a distributor, but now you can ship product directly to this market if you go through Amazon. So... More international product are uh, uh, available in this market.
0: And I think it's interesting, this actually came up in a Slack thread. You mentioned bringing product into Japan and lots of international brands bringing product and being able to just send it directly over without having to go through the whole distribution ordeal. But someone had posted, hey, my U.S. buy box on a product is being won by Amazon Japan. What is happening? And it was interesting that somehow the algorithm decided that the best way to fulfill a product to a U.S. consumer was to send it from Japan. And so products go vice versa. And it wasn't necessarily a Japanese brand, but we were backtracking because the person had kind of thought it was like not actually Amazon Japan. It was someone pretending to be Amazon Japan but we were able to track it back and see. And it was just really interesting to see that the product, it made the most sense for it to come all the way from Japan.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, uh, actually, I remember now, one of the unique initiatives Amazon Japan is doing is Japan Store in Amazon US. So promoting, helping small local businesses to be able to sell product to the US as well. That's something I think Amazon Japan is also pushing, to.
0: 1P versus 3P and fulfillment methods, how much more retail can you get? Let's learn about what Tomo has seen make brands really successful on Amazon in Japan, combining media and retail elements.
1: I think choosing the right product, right SKU, and uh, different to of Amazon ads to accelerate their growth, we help with uh, unique technology to be able to optimize with uh, when you invest. So across all day, we can help them optimize uh, what time you can start uh, investing. So optimizing time is uh, really important. So these three things uh, help clients very much efficiently, and uh, brands are successful leveraging these things.
0: Tomo mentioned picking the right SKU, which throughout this podcast series we've learned requires doing that market and competitive research to understand product sizing and pricing and what content should look like and then testing and learning with your media strategy. But what wouldn't make a good product for selling on Amazon Japan?
1: Products um, it has to carry and uh, uh, packaging again at the fulfillment cent- center. These are difficult to, especially I, I remember, especially during the uh, COVID time, people have to do uh, social distance and it's uh, difficult for carrying around large uh, items. So the large product item, I think it's uh, difficult. Whereas uh, compact, but uh, it has a decent price. And uh, for example, like luxury item will be also, uh, you can ship easily and uh, don't need to repackaging. This type of thing, I think, uh, good to help to succeed.
0: Last up in this episode, since we've covered consumer differences, the role of e-commerce and what players exist, and the foundations of media and retail on Amazon Japan, I asked Tomo if there was anything else that I missed that was really important to talk about.
1: For international brands to consider Japanese market to expand, it's a good time because currency, is uh, Japanese currency is not, it's historically, uh, low. So your entrance cost is, uh, you can save a lot of money when you consider, because initial investment usually you have to be careful, but now it's, uh, it helps you save money. So I think that's also advantage if you consider market entrance right now.
0: That's a good tip. I would not have thought of that on my own.
1: Also, a good time to travel too.
0: So, does anyone want to buy me a plane ticket to Japan? No? Okay. Well, let's get back to what's on Tomo's digital wish list. Something lingering in his digital cart that he just won't purchase that's not cat food. And why?
1: Gaming monitor. I sometimes find it quite interesting and uh, looking for. But uh, basically, my wife won't uh, approve it. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so <laughs> it's in there all the time.
0: Gotcha. What's your favorite game to play?
1: So sometimes I play with my son Mario Kart. Love Mario Kart. Mario Kart. Yes. <laughs> if it's uh, with my friend, Grand Turismo is a motor racing game with PlayStation.
0: Very nice. I like. I like that they're both racing games. Racing One is games. just a little yeah. bit more children <laughs> friendly, and then <laughs> for adults. Yes. And that wraps up this episode of Mastering MeToo. Thank you to Tomo for teaching us about Japan. And be sure to listen to all of our APAC Masterclass episodes for a full understanding of the region, its nuances, and how enterprise brands can find success across the different markets. I've been your host, Emma Irwin. And this episode was produced by Klaus Cancel with sound design by Enos Atenji. See you next time. Exciting things are
1: on the way.